0: This episode of The Sleeper in the Bus is brought to you by Out of the Park Baseball 18, the best baseball strategy game ever made. Available now on PC, Mac, and Linux platforms. It's officially licensed by MLB and MLBPA, allowing you to take any team from any era, from any level, and run it the way you want with unprecedented depth, control, and authenticity. New for this year 2017 opening day rosters, historic Negro League integration, run the ultimate what if scenarios. Tournaments, Fall leagues, a redesigned injury system, an improved 3D game, real time presentation and game highlights, improved player morale and team chemistry, and so much more. Out of the Park Baseball 18 has the full sleeper in the bust stamp of approval. We all play it and have for years. Even better, if you buy now through the Sleeper in the Bust podcast, you'll receive a special 10% discount off the retail price of $39.99 by going to ootpdevelopments.com, click on the order banner, and just enter the code SLEEPER18 at checkout to not only get a discount, but also help support the Sleeper in the Bust, Indie Sports video game development, and all the people who work to bring you the great game of Out of the Park Baseball 18. Once again, Just go to otpdevelopments.com, click on the order banner, then enter the code SLEEPER18 at checkout for a special discount and to support our show. Guys, I... I'm obsessed with this game. It is so much fun. Um, I played a lot of OTP17. You guys have heard me talk about my Twitch streams, twitch.tv slash 424 24 I was streaming my 17 franchise over there. I, I, I did a fantasy draft in 1995. I was able to get Ken Griffey Jr. and Pedro Martinez. I don't know what the computer was thinking there. Uh, letting letting both of those guys get there. I took Pedro with my first pick and then, and then got Ken Griffey Jr. I haven't started my new 18-1 for um for streams yet but i'm going to and i'm actually just gonna gonna start over I, I i won the world series that first year with the with the 17 team but i'm gonna start a new one we'll do the draft at some point soon so stay tuned for that but out of the park is is just so much fun you've heard me talk about uh other baseball video games i like it, they're, they're two different experiences this is the sim in-depth management sort of deal and then the other game is, is playing so i I absolutely love this game. One last time, OOTPdevelopments.com Sleeper18 is your discount code. Uh, that lets them know that we, that we sent you there and they give you a little bit of uh, a little bit off the top as well. If you do play the game, let me know. Let me know what you're doing with it. Let me know what uh, what team you're going with, whether you're starting historically or going from now. Uh, if you do the fantasy draft, hit me up on Twitter at Spora. I love kind of seeing how people go because it, it doesn't just play out 100% to, to history. Things can change and you can have guys, you know, you can have a failed prospect that actually pans out for you. So I, I love seeing that stuff. Definitely hit me up there. Um, and, and, and thanks for supporting the show by, by going to dot com. Welcome to episode 473 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Saturday, uh, June 24th. We're <laughs> recording this on Thursday. People already know, so I don't care to tell them. Uh, that's why I didn't know what the date was, because we're technically both going to be gone. I, will be I am San going Diego to San Antonio, Antonio, so I'm coming to your state and you're vacating. I'm, I'm not coming right back to my neck of the woods personally. and I'm leaving. I can't you shouldn't you really shouldn't This this. I'm excited about this trip um, you can go duck by my sisters and hang out with Charlotte if yeah you really I'm staying no, it's not a family
1: thing. thing this one's a work um, I got back to back work functions in San Antonio oh, okay National Technology Conference um is starts on Sunday night, but there's another event that I have to do um on Friday and Saturday. So I I actually know at least one person who listens to this podcast, Jesse, um I'll see him there because he he works in this industry as well. Oh sweet. Um so I'll get to see him there and uh looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to the hundred and two degrees it's supposed to be well, when I land tomorrow.
0: Yeah it's uh, my brother just sent a, a picture from, from San Antonio weather and it was one oh one right now. And just for context, this is seven o'clock on Thursday evening, uh it might not be one on one anymore, but uh he might have sent it closer to four thirty but still that's what that's what you're coming to uh I'm actually kind of eager to go San Diego, like you guys know I like the heat, but apparently they they have what's termed as perfect weather. The only time I've ever been there was in November, and it was perfect weather, but I'm eager to see what their summer offers. We didn't want to skip you know we are in the you know basically the middle of the season here we can't be skipping waiver episodes too often and we couldn't get one going last week i did do a little write-up on the website hopefully you guys saw that but we're going to talk some pictures here these guys are subject to change they're they're slated as two starts right now please check but what i did was pick guys from al and nl that i found interesting anyway that even if they lost their two-start status it's still worth talking about so we're going to talk about that uh and then a couple of interesting hitters who are on their way back but first let's start off with our question of the day jason And this is something that you came up with, but I'm still going to ask you so you can answer it. Why is it completely acceptable for pitchers to load up before pitching?
1: Everybody has something they like to watch in the game. Some people are big fans of of batting stances, like batting stance guy. No, Mm -hmm. I like to watch what pitchers do after a foul ball and they get a new baseball. Or they they just missed the strike zone and it's a 2-2, 3-2 pitch. I like to see what different guys do. I mean, the obvious ones is the glove, the glove arm forearm. Everybody has got something on that glove arm forearm. You see them? Oh, you know, they'll they'll take they'll put the ball in their armpit and they'll just like go across. And this is great podcasting because you can see me doing this. Uh, but you know, they're rubbing their fingers across the forearm. Or they'll go down and they'll get ro- They'll get rosin from the it, rosin bag and then go across their forearm. Now they built it to their up arm. something. And they're yep. ready to go. I remember one time Dirk Hayhurst was talking about some of the different concoctions um, that uh, he had used. But everybody's got something different. You know, Alex Cobb loves going to that glove forearm. Uh, you know, Cletus used it. We made fun of Cletus when he did the bullfrog. The bullfrog inside
0: Tropicana Field. <laughs> the, the glistening arm. On a you know yeah normal day in seventy two climate control and his arm is. But I was watching last night uh,
1: Carlos Carrasco. Every time he got one, he somebody would foul off or you know in the dirt and he was just painting last night. By the way, you know he would go to his forearm, then he would go to his armpit. So forearm, armpit, front of the hat, bill, back of the hat, bill. It's like every time it was one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four
0: hat. Speaking of hat, you got Kimbrel with his with his crap stain i mean it literally it just looks like a stain on his hat of the of the whatever he's got but yeah he's got a skid mark on his hat and no one says anything And i think part of it uh, this kind of came out during the uh the the thing a couple years ago when he had the the four pounds of pine tar on your neck and it's like they turned him in i don't remember if that was francona or not but it was like, bro, you were just so obvious. Like, we don't mind in the cold weather that you have to get a grip on it. Like, that is perfectly understandable. But you were just flaunting it. Like, you 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 were trying to get caught there. But I think that that's definitely an answer is that they want the pitchers to have some control of the ball, and 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 so it is generally accepted. But are you surprised that we don't see more instances of of guys getting checked, or is it because if we check if you check us, we're gonna check you, and so. Everyone's yeah, doing it. it. let all just it, shut A couple up. of things
1: here. It's like the gentleman's agreement where, yeah, we know you're doing it. We're doing it too. If you don't say anything, we won't say anything, and we'll just go from there. I, yeah, right. I mean, know, the, the last the obvious one I can think aura. of, it wasn't even obvious. Outside of Pineda, a couple of years ago when Davey Johnson was managing the Nationals, Joel Peralta came in for a game with the Rays, and before he even threw a pitch, Davey Johnson went out there and said, check his glove. Sure enough, he had pine tar on the inside of his glove, and he knew that because Peralta had pitched for the Nationals, when Davy Johnson, so he knew he did it, and, and he for whatever reason, and if you go back and look at the highlight, you can see Peralta tips his hat uh, to the Nationals dugout as he's walking out. But that's the last time I remember somebody. He yeah, he knew. You know, I remember knew. that's the last time that somebody re- outside of the Pineda thing said, uh, "Hey, check that," because you could do it. I'm, I'm trying to think like. Like Will Smith after all the crap last night with the Dodgers with the Mets being all butthurt about uh, Yasiel Puig watching his home run and by the way he wasn't even the slowest home run trot this year that's Anthony Rizzo. Um,
0: Make no mistake, by the way, that that was one thousand percent butthurt. They were talking about today on MLB Network and the way they discussed it, without saying that it was butthurt. That's what they said. They said, listen. Even Wilmer Flores basically said we're butthurt. He said, we're getting our butts. We, we suck right now. We don't need that S word you know, coming at us is basically what he said. And that's all it is because then they showed another one where Rugnet Dor did a crazy trot against the Houston Astros. And they're like, well, Brian Kenny was like, well, why didn't they get mad? And Michael was like, because they don't need to because they have a 12-game lead. Do whatever you want, Rugnet Odor. So this was 1,000% being butthurt, and the Mets need to – relax. I don't even think that was anywhere near the worst offense of, of So if those two teams Diaziel played, it's they're career playing of, of tonight little things.
1: if I'm Terry Collins I call the pitcher. I'll be like, check him You know, you're, what have you got to lose? You're getting fired You do know, do something, back. but somebody's gonna do this Somebody's gonna break this gentleman's agreement Yeah, kind of like, well, Just use well, it kinda as a like all the crap last revenge. night about Dyson's bunt? I'm sorry That rule doesn't apply. I don't care if you're perfect game. That doesn't apply until the final three innings in my book and that butt served its purpose. It completely and, and honestly, derailed that. Completely derailed that outing. After that, it was worked.
0: perfect. Completely worked. Huge, huge, huge credit to Justin Verlander for understanding that. There are some. Verlander has some old school takes, and I wondered if he was going to be mad. So I, I think I overestimated how mad he got. Watching video now, I think he actually was fine in the moment. He did just kind of lose it. It might have tilted him a little bit, but it didn't outwardly. I thought when it. I thought when it first happened, maybe I was just projecting because I was heated. Only as a fan, though. Only as a fan. Logically, I completely understand that a 4 nothing game in the sixth inning is so wide open that you th- – that's thats a perfectly viable play. I think it would be a little more chintzy if it was some random slugger. But um, I, I want to say it was maybe Mike Lowell or Tyler Kepner on the, on the MLB Now today when they were talking about it. They said, that would be like telling Justin Verlander, oh, hey, you're winning. Yeah. Don't use your fastball. Like you're taking the best tool out of Gerard Dyson's game – just because Justin Verlander's pitching well they're not there to roll over for a perfect game so yeah i i, I was you know fan about it emotional fan about it but push come to shove i fully understood well, what's that what's more offensive that was the right what's play. more right mean, to totally me worked. what was worse totally worked.
1: is Elvis Andrus stealing two bags up 7 today
0: so, you know, that is a little something where you're, where you are like, again, rubbing it in. It's like, okay, okay dude, you're collecting your now, numbers. Me, me, hey, got <laughs> it.
1: But, hey. I love it because it's on I my L team.
0: You and I love it.
1: I got him everywhere. You got him everywhere, but, dude. You, but you, it was on Marcus Strogan, who I also have. So that was,
0: yeah he <laughs> had a rough and one. He had, he had a rough one. But, but you sold me on him. I, I, you know, I remember you talking about him. I just was like, well, why? And I think one of your main points was stability uh, uh, in the stolen bases and the stability of what andrews does every single year he's there and he's actually been having a career year too so obviously that part you weren't necessarily factoring in but the parts that you were on have definitely come true with with andrews he's been great by the way aaron judge again dude are you kidding Ridiculous. me three run homer number 25 the guy is so stupid like it's so insane how good he is also by the way in that game yes Kenny sir lead off yes sir the that's Angels. number six Number six for him, another another Jason guy. We're going to actually talk about another Jason guy uh, in a little bit here, a pitcher that that you were hyped on who is really paying big dividends uh, if you stuck with him or if you guys listen to Jason's advice. But let's go ahead and start talking about some of these 2 start guys. Again, these are tentative, so we're not going to be focused so much on the two-star aspect as we are uh, the just the pitcher themselves because these things change when we talk about it on Saturday and the fact that we're talking about it on a Thursday and putting it out on Saturday – things could be completely changed so let's start with nick pavetta for the uh for the philadelphia phillies he does have two outings at arizona at the mets coming off a really big outing last time out how do you feel about nick pavetta the uh the return for jonathan Papelbon when the uh oh, man and i don't phillies know that trade?
1: it's a phillies pitcher that team so the astros won their 50th game of the year today on J- on june 22nd astros won game number 50 one of my best friends Glenn is a huge Phillies fan. I asked him today, "Can the Phillies win 50 games by my birthday on September 20th?" He quickly said no. Just flat out said no. That he wants them he wants them to <laughs> yeah, like be the worst team. He wants them to eclipse the Cleveland Spiders. Uh if if the Phil- if the Sixers adjunct. and the Phillies oh, can get the number 1 pick in the same calendar year for their teams, right? The Phillies the oh, Sixers had the number 1 pick today, right?
0: Well they traded it. So or wait, did they trade for it? Well uh, they had it's, it's they, they they traded. Whatever well, it. Well either way, because...
1: that's the kind, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. So that's you know, he flat out said no, so that's really my thing is if you're I, I have I have trouble recommending any of their pitchers because their bullpen blows it and they just don't win games. Their offense it's if unless he's gonna get strikeouts and that Arizona matchup's not one I want to touch. Going to Arizona Going to, to there's Arizona just too much America. negative here. I, I want to watch the pitcher and get more, you know, watch him in these outings, and i like him long-term, but there's just so much, here. I don't want to touch it.
0: Okay, uh, to close the loop, Philly did get the pick. They traded for it from Boston via Brooklyn uh, and took some guy named Markel Fultz. No idea who he is. Doesn't matter, but the loop is closed. Philly did get the first pick. Uh, As for Pavetta, I remember looking him up a little while ago he's only made eight starts so it couldn't have been that long ago and and he pulled up on one of my filters of i think it was you know strikeout minus walk rate or something and probably because of his 25 percent strikeout rate because he's actually had three outings with four walks and so um maybe it was early after two starts he had 11 strikeouts one walk and i was probably like well it's two starts and it's nick pavetta but he throws 94 um not a great swinging strike rate, which makes me question the strikeouts a little bit. I, I would want to see more as well. I've only seen a, a handful of innings over the eight starts. But it does have four pitches, four velocity bands. Um, I don't know. I think there is a little something here. I totally hear you on the wins and this week in particular going to Arizona. But you do get to follow it up with an at the Mets, and they're certainly not imposing on anybody. I think in a 15-teamer, I'm ready to pick them up and, and, still and take my shot here. Um, and and that's completely fair, but people got buck farmered after two starts. This is after eight starts. Uh, now the the last two have been particularly strong seven shutout innings against Boston, nine strikeouts, six innings, three runs, uh, 10 strikeouts against St. Louis. And then you know, but but he hasn't gotten bombed out anywhere either. Uh, a four and two thirds, four runs at Washington. That's not good. I'm not going to pretend that it is, but it's not the end of the world, either. It's not a buck farmering um, for the most part either. So again, I'm going to pick him up in 15 teams where I'm where I'm dying for pitching NL only for sure uh, if he isn't already. And the reason I I point that out, maybe some of you in NL only are like, yeah, he's totally been been picked up, but not in mine actually. And I was kind of surprised. 11 wow, teams. Wow, that's surprising. NL only, You would think... I was really surprised. So maybe he was cut recently. I don't know. But I did see him on the wire. So check. Just make sure, guys, because maybe he is on the wire uh maybe someone didn't buy in on the boston start but he should be owned in nl for sure and then 15 teams and beyond for mixed league so i kind of like nick pavetta we'll revisit him maybe next week we're not going to record next week so the next time you and i record we'll revisit him he'll have three to four starts under his belt and we should both commit to watching at least one start to get an idea um so Mm -hmm. we feel more comfortably about him okay next up zach godley and this this is an interesting one because people were probably nervous to start him this week going to Colorado. I would not blame anybody who sat Nick Godley uh, going Godley. into Colorado. He's certainly not earned any sort of – Because Zach you're thinking Godley. Nick what, what Turley? Nick Godley? Who the hell is Nick? Oh, Nick – yeah, <laughs> or Nick Pavetta, the guy we just talked – I don't know. But um, you know he'd been pitching really well, 234 ERA, 104 whip. Going into Colorado, though, doesn't matter. You, you had to sit him. I get it. But he beasted he absolutely stepped up pitched really well in colorado today uh they got a w i'm trying to pull up his numbers that's why i'm just saying vague terms like he pitched really well he he gutted it out be slower computer <laughs> they only scored three runs so even if he gave them all up it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been a bad outing. okay seven innings three runs eight strikeouts four hits in colorado when sensatello was getting beasted uh five innings eight hits nine runs so I do like Zach Godley. I'm definitely scooping him yeah. home to St. Louis in Colorado. I know it's two at home, um, but I'm picking up. I like Zach Godley. This is the only start that he just had. Is the only one that I wouldn't have really wanted to use. Other than that, I've been kind of in on Zach Godley since. He yeah, I like
1: mean, this. and this is a guy that somebody, uh, uh, Nick Picoro, a uh, great writer from the Arizona Republic, wrote an article uh, today oh, awesome. uh, about Godley and, and the curveball. Uh, and how it's made a difference for him this year. You look at a guy, you talked about Pavetta's swinging strike rates 8% this year. Godley's is 14. Um, when you have a breaking pitch, that's, he's that's the other really way. nice. He's,
0: well, the beauty is, too, you know, he's been putting up good swinging strike rates throughout, and the strikeouts just haven't been there. you know. Whereas, like we said, Pavetta has a good strikeout rate without the backing. I'm like, can we just <laughs> switch that? Can we get the the Pavetta's strikeout rate for Godley? Because I think he deserves, at least by these metrics here something that can yield a strikeout per inning sort of number now it still is on him to sequence properly and and, and earn those strikeouts but i do think the tools are here for zach godley to be a really strong asset and i'll take a 23 percent strikeout rate you're getting a 60 percent ground ball rate so i really like godley and that might have been the one way that you could say in an nl only or something i'll start him in colorado because of the ground ball rate i still understand anybody who sat him this is not second guessing at all. I'm just saying that might have been the one thing where you're like, you know what? It's an NL only. I can't cut him. I'm going to start him in Colorado and take my chances. And and you came up big. But I really like Godley here. He's probably going to end up being spoiler alert uh, my favorite of this bunch. But we'll go we'll go over that. Uh, as we go forward. So next up is Jeff Hoffman. And he's coming off of an utter destruction at the hands of this Arizona team. They they really yes, uh, they came did. alive these last two games, scoring 10 runs today, 16 yesterday after going four to, losing 4-3 to three in the opener of this series. So they really beat up on Jeff Hoffman. You had to know it was coming at some point at home. Uh, three and two-thirds, nine earned. That right there, in, in a nutshell, in one start, is the danger of having Colorado pitchers because even when they're good you you can have one of these right whereas in a normal park maybe it's five innings five runs in colorado it goes to three and two thirds nine runs and that is just the danger but at the same time they've they've started to put some real talent in their pitching rotation that you can't ignore so he gets to get away from colorado again at san francisco at arizona we know the second one's scary but the first one might be enough to completely uh you know smother any potential bad results in arizona how do you feel about jeff hoffman yeah i uh, agree with with the sweet
1: matchup against the god-awful giants uh, and then taking your chances in arizona we know we saw what he could do on the road last time he pitched we know the stuff is good um today was just or yesterday rather because sense got bombed today too for the rockies it's just gonna happen yeah, sometimes. They, you they take your chances there, um, but this week with both on the road, that Giants matchup is just too good, too good to pass up on. And I'll take my lumps in the Arizona uh, if he can do his thing in in uh, San Francisco because that stuff, right?
0: And, and it's only a risk too. It's just a, it's not a guaranteed. I can still see Jeff Hoffman. Going into Arizona and getting them back for, for beating them up. So I am actually really eager to see how he bounces back a week later against the team that crushed him. It will still be a tough environment, but if he responds, believe in the stuff, be really believe in Jack the Hoffman's stuff and so it kind of, freaked, like it, it's well. kind of
1: fascinating yeah. to me. And I know it's really, uh, I, I think it's because of, of just how bad the Padres and giants are in that division. The fact that there are three teams in the NL West with a six twenty or higher winning percentage and only one of them is at first place. <laughs> still crazy
0: though. Even with two bottom fears, it's nuts. It really is. I mean, crazy.
1: especially I love I love the Rocky story because just about nobody, just about nobody, everybody was laughing at these guys. Why are you giving Ian Desmond the money they gave him? This team's going nowhere. What are you doing?
0: Well, and then they got all those injuries, even the folks that were getting a little bit hyped on them, their their hopes were dashed when they just racked up huge injuries. Dahl, Desmond, and then Gray got hurt early into the season, and it was just like, well damn, they can't keep anybody healthy, so how's this really going to work out? And it is working out, and they're not going to get Dahl probably at all this year, but Desmond's starting to click. They're doing all of this without John Gray, who's working his way back. So yeah, I I, I trust the stuff, Jeff Hoffman. Don't forget, Jeff Hoffman was the key piece in the Troy Tulowitzki deal. Uh, This is what they were waiting on and he's yeah how's Troy Tulowitzki looking these on. days uh next up is oh man does he look bad not great man not great not great man it, it's you see the name but he looks the good in the field I'll give him that he's like... still
1: turning two. really looks good in the field but at the oh, still, plate just looks still a terrible. quality
0: defender well and that's what I think that I think the fielding though is something that will keep as long as his body doesn't completely give out uh, we're going to see five or six more seasons of Troy Tulitsky just on the, on the glove alone. If you can be, obviously he's got to be better than the 6.30 OPS that he has right now. Uh, but, but if he can be well, even J. J. Like Hardy. 90 OPS plus, so just a little bit below Well, average, on exactly, that note, good feeling exactly. shortstops that can't hit so, a
1: Danny is supposed to be being traded any day now,
0: allegedly allegedly day now. being trading. Yeah. I would um, take him
1: coming up interstate
0: 75 for about three hours. Um, Oh, that! I mean, that'd be huge. When was the last time you guys had a premier Julio
1: game? Lugo, unless you want to count the one year of J- unless you want to count the one year a of Jason Bartlett, where he was named the a team
0: Bartlett. MVP yeah. by local press. Well, and it was a. I was going to say it was really big though. He played, he played <laughs> well, big because he was coming for them, up for so Brendan Harris. Anybody's going to uh, look with,
1: good at shortstop after that.
0: Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. All right, next up, uh, Junior Guerra at Cincy, home to Miami. Hasn't really come off the disabled list looking like the guy that we saw last year and even right before the disabled. He only made one start, but even through three innings against Colorado, he was like, oh, nice. Here we go. We're, we're getting more Junior Guerra. He came off yep. looking good right away. First couple starts. Last few walks have become a really big issue. And In fact, even in those early ones, the first three off the off the DL, yep. he walked three in each of them, but he only allowed two earned runs. Did uh, Junior Guerra. But now lately, it's been three baseline quality starts. So it's not awful. But you're looking at three strikeouts, four walks, three strikeouts, four walks, six strikeouts, five walks. So I'm a little bit nervous on the on the component numbers, even though the results are still kind of holding. Uh, he's a pass for me Gala this week. Right I
1: mean, he's been flirting with disaster in all of this. You mentioned the you know three 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 four four five are his walk totals since coming back off the disabled list. Then he has allowed a whole, at least one home mm-hmm. run in all but uh, in five of these six outings, and so he's been flirting with disaster, stranding a bunch of guys and this could go wrong quickly, that Cincinnati lineup, say what you will about that pitching staff, and it, and that bullpen, it's terrible, but that lineup can put a working on you. But at home. Shebler, janet vado I mean, Duvall, the, all these guys are hit.
0: Duvall has answered completely to what, what he did. Devin Mezzarocco has a, a handful of homers recently. He's starting to hit the ball a bit. So yeah, they're a bottom-feeding team. It's because of their pitching. That lineup up and down. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you this.
1: Trouble. You know, in an NL league, go get Tucker Barnhart. If you, you know if you're in your 11 team, watching a couple of watch. Yeah, watching a couple of things. Too. I like what I see there. Uh, yeah, uh, Barnhart and Darnell are a couple of guys that I'd be looking at getting. I wrote something up RotoWire. Um, it's, I think it's my yearly time to trash Mike Zanino, and I know he's on a roll right now. But it's like this is the same roll. <laughs> yeah, that, well, this is the same run he was on a while so ago. You look at it, it's almost the same thing. Like when he came up last year, it's like that ninety Perennial at bat run. run or plate appearance, and then like, and and yep. he, now he's on that ninety. He does it every year every once. Year, now though. he just did it. But i made the. I made the mention. It was like now the one go thing. Look at Barnhart. Go look at Darno. But I was impressed with what I saw uh, in, Bar- in Barnhart in this series. Um, and then then I go and check like the uh, expected weighted on base average minus uh, weighted on base average leaderboard for catchers. And who's right there with the with the should be doing better? Tucker Barnhart and Travis
0: Darno. Yeah. Barnhart. Oh, okay. There you go. So I, Barnhart, I th- I agree. It's pretty interesting. Oh, this is a C two NL catcher, c C two and an NL. But um, I agree with you, and I didn't mention Zach Cozart. He's on yes. the BL right now, but he was crushing it. Uh, Eugenio Suarez. They just. The point is, it's a tough lineup, particularly at at their home park. That said, I am okay getting Junior Gary here, and I'll tell you why. Because I I, I I agree with everything you said. The flirting with disaster. It is risky, but he does get a start against Miami. This is going to be kind of a litmus test for me. Is he working out some kinks or is he on the brink of implosion? I, I tend to think it's the former working out some kinks, but I, I want to see something. So uh, more homework for myself. I will commit to watching at least one of these starts. Get an idea where Junior Garrett is. Make sure his splitters splitting and see what's up with these walks but I think I'm going to go ahead and pick them up. Deeper leagues only. You 12-teamers, you got to pass. I think you got to pass here uh, because even some of these other names we're going to talk about will be better options this week. But but 15 and beyond, I think you're still going with Junior Guerra. Let's move on to Hyunjin Ryu. By the way, there will be AL pitchers, I promise, (laughs) y'all. Hyunjin Ryu, home to the Angels and at the Padres. Yes. I think the matchups alone say yes. (laughs) So let's move beyond the matchups and and say yes for this week, but then give me your thoughts on Ryu. I've been... Yeah, long term meaning. By the way, sorry to interrupt you. Long term meaning, like five to six starts. Because that's the thing. I've been carrying him. I have. I have. So, I drafted so, him d- in my twelve team NFBC,
1: and I keep pulling him in and pulling him out, pulling him in. He, I, that's my thing. So in a twelve team league, I have not left him in my lineup. I keep pulling him in or out. So that's where my conf- that's where my confidence is with him. In, in, in a f- fifteen, I would leave him and not even pull him. As long as he's off the DL, I'd leave him in there. Because I I I'd like the home runs, okay. yeah. It's been that's been a problem, but the the strikeout rate's good. He's not walking too many guys, the, and and that offense, he should have more than three wins. I'm sorry, you start eleven games for a forty seven a forty eight win team. How in the hell are you three and six? The, that's kind of the issue it's there. So that's why he's not. Yeah. That's why he comes in or out depending on the matchups. He's in this week for me, but I don't want to put it. I, I again, uh, twelve yeah. team no, fifteen team yes
0: that's Ryu. Um I'm with you. He's been healthier than I thought this year though. By the way, he does have 62 innings so, so that that part is is good. He's definitely been uh healthier, but but you can't bank on it. So in in the next short-term stretch here of about 5-6 weeks, I'm saying yes on Ryu even beyond the two-start week here. Uh let's shift over to the AL and our our, you know, almost weekly, if it's not with you, it's with Eno, our our Alex Cobb check-in. Because what we keep waiting for, and I've heard that maybe it is starting to come back. But you, you can let me know if you've seen otherwise. It is the changeup's starting to come back. A it little is. Bit. It we came seen back. More movement on it? He threw okay. some against the What's Reds up with the and Alex was like,
1: oh, there it is." Now it's not. It's 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 not all the way back, but it's showing signs of life. I mean, life that had not been there, where he was just doing uh, using uh, the curveball to steal first pitch strikes and then to do what he did. But he was he threw some changeups. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up the exact numbers.
0: Uh, While you're doing that, let me mention the matchups At yes. Pittsburgh, which is a gem But then at Baltimore So it, it's another one of those where You can get one good, one bad But I've been seeing some things That are saying that the changeup's starting to come back And that's been our hangup The, the, the three of us have all said If that changeup isn't isn't where it's supposed to be Or at least near where it's supposed to be um, Then it's hard to feel confident In Alex Cobb, because when he's at his best. So Brooks has him throwing 25 of them against
1: the Reds. They also said he threw 25 against the Mariners back on uh, the first start of this month. I don't recall seeing that many. Just, and I've watched both outings. Um,
0: were they classifying um i no, like, i don't know they bad but uh,
1: you could see he was trying okay. to use it more uh in this game against the reds and he went uh, 112 or 116 pitches but they have an extra day off so uh, that shouldn't be of concern uh, but again that pirates matchup even though mccutcheon is, is looking much better of late uh, did we trash him two weeks ago is that why he's doing well or was that a it's- month ago we trashed him
0: Boy, I don't know, but that I didn't even think about the uh, the, the sleeper in the bus curse there by jump-starting him. That's Call a good. Us out on we'll gives credit. We, I mean, we'll,
1: th- we'll take credit. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Give us credit for turning it Maybe around. We, should, we, we need. We need love for that. And by the way, I don't know. We I don't think we ever did. We ever trash Kyle Smith? No, that's true. That's true. We, saved that's him true. Him from we should a have. I don't. I don't so sorry. Did we, did we trash Stephen Vogt? We could have saved <laughs> anyway, him from being um, bfa today. Yeah.
1: I don't think he'll be on the job for long, but he's not a catcher. But
0: he's Uh, he's he's not performing. Okay, so Cobb, we are. I'm saying yes this week. I think I'm saying yes long term too. I think if the if the change ups rounding into form, then you're going to get more of a 19 20 percent strikeout rate, and that's something I can work with here. Yeah, he's looking better. The strength of schedule's
1: coming around for him Um, defensively because he's still. He's neutral. He's not the ground ball machine that he used to be. I was gonna, you know, I was gonna slack him on the defense because center field uh, Malik Smith is, is not looking good out there. Um, no, uh, it's not. He you know, it made it turned a couple of plays into an extra longer base, um, but he's only doing that. Like Peter Borjos is playing out there. And he even turned. A, he tried to make a diving play. It turned something into a triple. Maybe it was a Barnhart triple yesterday, the other day. Uh, but he hit the ball hard. Uh, he hit he That's hit the ball hard in that one time. too. Uh, you saw but, that triple. So defensively, they've had some lapses, uh, but he's looked better of late. It wasn't he wasn't really fighting through it. If you think back to those games that you had back in in April and May, uh, where he was just basically the two pitch pitcher, and they can just sit back and tee off. He did have the that one that going back to that Seattle game where they said he uh, he threw twenty five. You know, gave up fourteen hits and nine runs in that game. Uh, but sent around that one and run one and run three and run two and run um he's kept the ball in the yard zero home runs in f- seven uh eight of his last 10 outings so it's starting to come back to where the cob that we were used to be if you just take out that one really bad outing against Seattle where they left him in there to wear it because the bullpen was so dog tired uh he's been good
0: mhm okay what well, that 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 intrigues me and so like i said i'm going to be buying in on more of a long-term basis right now with Alex Cobb and i i think i think maybe others should do the same all right let's move on next up oh yes mike fires and now it's, it's it's some jason bragging time dude listen it was so bad that i certainly understand why folks were were nervous but you said to stay the course i think one of the reasons that you said was just flat yes. out regression like you just can't keep giving up homers at a. He two point one. He hit a two point one, 2. 1 home run. Like that per alone. Night. It was so dumb, and it just didn't seem like it could continue at that clip. As long as they kept pitching him, they were telling us that they had a measure of confidence in him, and that that alone should have kind of tipped us off. Like, hey. They're going to keep throwing him out there. They believe the regression's coming. Unless he's hiding an injury, it should come. That's kind of my feeling with Tanaka, even on a higher level, by the way, because he's better than fires and he shouldn't be giving up a 2.5 homer per nine. But he did just allow three more homers the other night. But not talking about Tanaka. We're talking about Fires. Home to Oakland. Home to New York. I am
1: too. And so here's I'm starting. Uh, Eno put up an article tonight talking about the Astros' lack of throwing four seam fastballs. But towards the bottom of this article, he dropped a sweet nugget. Correct. Uh, reading it, and it said, over the first month of the season, Fires had a 5.64 ERA in the eighth start since May 14th. He's produced a 2.64 mark. The date isn't arbitrary. It's the day on which Fires began integrating a sinker into his fastball mix. So if you any links to Brooks, you can see nothing, 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 nothing. Boop! Here comes the sinker. So over his last five starts, he's four zero. He has a one seventy two ERA. And this is Fires we're talking about. He has allowed zero home runs over his last five starts. Uh, his strikeout rate has been eight eight point three. Uh, And, again, winning. He's getting the wins. And and the ground ball rate, 62%. So he's really been rolling. And, again, if you take back to the dates he was talking about, I'm going to change the the filter to May 14th. Over those eight starts, he has allowed four homers in eight starts, which is, again, very acceptable. Two against the Yankees in the one outing, one against Cleveland, one against Detroit, and then Zippo. Um, And we've got strikeouts of eight, eight, seven, five, four and a couple of low ones early on but that's what he's doing keeping the ball on the ground uh, and getting the strikeouts and getting tons of run support so again when you see a guy doing so stinking bad and like our zanito point earlier when you see a guy doing so well above what you're used to seeing him do buying opportunity and when we were talking about fires a couple of weeks ago we were looking at deep two-star guys and i all of them look were like oh this is gross and it just i going to take fires because he, he said, could fall into wins gotta be and fires. he cannot yeah. possibly be worse and i really in his for his uh for his good fortune had the astros not been going through so many injuries with their pitchers at that point he may have lost his spot but the fact that grow uh, that Musgrove that's went true down, that plays and McCullers a role colors had uh, not mcculler uh, keichel had his issue and uh, somebody like three or four of their keichel. starters all of a sudden couldn't make starts I think that really played into his favor, and they let him do it. Because, I mean, they could have called up David Paulino earlier. They could have given the – could have uh, or, or Martez. I or mean, Martez. they didn't even give that job to Brad Peacock. If everybody had been healthy, they would have been the Peacock, and then Fires would have been out of a job. But they had options, and they kept giving the ball to Fires. And their, their patience paid off here. And if you bought them, if people end up buying them back in that two-star week and have held them, they're getting some great results right now.
0: I mean I can't really say it any better. You were on Mike Fires, and 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 so credit to you for for telling us to stick with him or jump on that train. Next up is Joe Biagini, home to Boston uh, and I I like that How do you feel one. About that uh, I one? mean
1: again, we talked I think we talked about Biagini a couple of weeks ago said he was getting deeper and deeper into games. That early on he wasn't getting any wins cuz he they were trying to transition him out of the bullpen. Uh he wasn't getting the depth necessary uh in his games to get those wins. But it's been, he's been getting that length on his pitch counts. Um, had a bit of a rough start against Texas the other day, but still got still getting still got the strikeouts there. Um, but he's gone six, seven, seven. Got blasted against the, the White Sox one. I don't never saw that one coming. That's the the last two starts were kind of rough. But I don't no. understand. I mean, that one kind of came out of nowhere. He's pitched so well, and then really struggled against the White Sox, who just had him. Uh, Five and two-thirds, blasting? four and runs. Two? Eight base runners. That's not blasting. That's not blasting, okay. but that's, that's just ba- hot okay. in Texas.
0: Yeah, yeah, not not, not, not not blasting at all. Yep. That's, that's just, just hot in Texas. Texas in Texas. So, You're I mean, exactly in, a right.
1: t- in a two-start week, with I'm, willing to take a, I'm willing to take a chance on
0: them. Eno and I talked a little bit about this uh, earlier today. We were talking about the, the offenses that you pick on. And um, we mentioned that, you know, Boston does make a lot of contact, so they're not – you know a team that you're going to pick on but you know power wise and, and doing damage they're, no, not they're not automatically terrifying you know you, st- you still still got to be worried about Baltimore but usually on the road or um at home as opposed to on the road and Biagini gets both of these at home so I think I'm starting him as well he's I think he's going to be available too after the last couple not not going uh, according to plan I think some folks are jumping off the train there and I think I'll, I'll go ahead and take a shot here with Joe Biagini do you like him long-term, too? Is it somebody that you're looking to hold? Um, In a 15-teamer, I'd be
1: looking to hold him. I, every time I watch him pitch, and I didn't watch the last two outings, but every time I seem to tune into one of his games, I'm impressed by his stuff. I don't watch the entire body of work, but I watch where how he's locating his fastball, pitching, you know, throwing off secondary pitches and fastball counts. I just liked watching watching him do his thing. And by the way, you look at his slugging okay. percent, like Red Sox, twenty fourth right. in the league in slugging percentage this year, twenty fourth, just ahead of the Royals. Dang.
0: And and that was the team that ripped him for like, what'd you say, one in the white? And uh, six? That was the Red Sox, the White Sox.
1: Months? Yeah, no, the White Sox are twenty. Oh, those Red Sox are getting <laughs> about that oh, much oh, better. Okay, they're yeah. four
0: eighteen. Pardon me, I I I mixed the socks. Yeah, and so you know the White Sox, they did run them up, and that was kind of unexpected. You never really expect that against anybody, let alone the White Sox. But then the Red Sox, yeah, a little bit less damaging and scary as uh, than you might think. So don't completely run away from them. Uh, last two start guy here, and then we got a few other guys we're going to talk about. Tyson Ross pass. at Cleveland at the White Sox. Hard pass. Uh, hard you, hard gonna, hard. <laughs> Cleveland. Sorry, front, Cleveland. Hard say, hard, hard anything, pass. I'm done. <laughs> hard pass you know what else is a hard pass thoracic outlet (laughs) syndrome surgery i just don't f with it it does not have a good track record i don't find me some guys that have come back from it really strong um initially too not three years ago i think jaime garcia's had it he's been pitching really well this year alex Cobb had it um matt harvey had it pretty much shane green had to you know we liked him when he was a starter he got moved over to the bullpen now Mike Fultanevich had it you know there's other guys too it's still kind of new so we're still kind of in the early stages of it but I don't mess with it in year 1 and that's why I didn't come close to touching Tyson Ross he was okay in his first start by results i didn't watch the game so it's completely box score 5 and 2 thirds 2 hits 2 runs 5 strikeouts but then blasted by I think Toronto six of, hits, hits, 6 of those were in the first Texas inning 6 of those were in the first inning Texas in the summer um, yeah he Maybe that's oh. what I was thinking in that Biadini Oh, Biagini start had his too. Right so he was, only pitched one inning was, in that was, game. Was in uh
1: but no, the Cleveland Edwin Encarnacion is freaking locked in right now. Uh if you if you if you panicked with Dude. his early start, I'm sorry. But
0: if you panicked with his <laughs> exactly. early start, it must be the first time you've had him, though. He has he has a terrifying stretch yeah, it's usually every April single year. One <laughs> and, and as he got Yes, and as he got older and older As he gets older and older, of course, it becomes scarier. But a guy like that, you just have to—you just have to trust. There's nothing you can do. You sell low; it's a bad idea. Sure as hell can't cut even in a ten-teamer. But I guarantee you, looking amazing, Carrasco now Clevenger
1: sucks. I mean, he's playing the Orioles tonight, and he can't throw strikes.
0: He he can't really throw strikes consistently. He still doesn't trust his stuff enough. Um, He's a fifth starter right now. He's a fifth starter right now, but they're starting to come together. I agree, agree with you on that. They need one of Tom or Bauer to get on a run, though. Both of them have been a nightmare, and the offense can only do so much when they're both toting you know, 550 and six ERAs, respectively, and Danny Salazar's on the DL, So we'll see how they go, but I don't want to mess with that. Tyson Ross, I don't like him for this. I don't like him long term. All right, Jason. Uh, one more pitcher and then three hitters. Homer Bailey's returning. Kryptonite. He's not getting a two star. He's coming back in the middle of next week. Ah, uh,
1: pulls me back. That's in our boy. Every dude. time he comes back off the disabled, and
0: so oh, where, what? What kind of league Four are we in this? Uh,
1: I mean, you know how I am. With... <laughs> I did. Did I you mean, say 14?
0: <laughs> Is it a you league that exists? So then I'm getting him. <laughs> I just,
1: I'm going to clear my I know. schedule I know. When we, he pitches we, so I can we're watch. Big Hopefully, fans. I'm not. Oh, man! was oh, Wednesday night, Wednesday. I'm going to be at the Charlotte Knights game with my daughter, so I'm going to have to I'm going to DVR it. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm going to oh, have to watch that. But archives, yeah, you know how yeah, I am with that go. guy. I got to um, I've got to watch him pitch. I've owned him forever. Um, I mean, it, oh yeah, he was you, the year he got hurt. A young, <laughs> young for
0: you.
1: The first time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the year coming coming off his deal. Uh, it was really coming into his own, man. Guys, if if you're not that familiar with Homer Bailey, go back and look. First off, an elite prospect coming up took a while to get going, and it was looking pretty busty, like this. Not that kind of busty, guys. Wrong, <laughs> wrong podcast for that. Uh, it was looking like he was going to be a bust, and oh, and it just wasn't working. Wait a out. He was he's going to pitch this weekend against the Nationals, four hundred plus innings. Oh, that yeah. I guess that would make sense. I was just looking at the two star, and I didn't know that. Okay, I'll be watching okay, them. I, so I'll be at my. Well, you, be at my work be thing. I just have my too. phone
1: propped up, and I'll just sit there and watch the game. Because um, even when he pitched last year, even when he pitched last so year, we we'll have an idea. He's, getting, he's come back and he got and he got the strikeouts. And when you're coming back off the injury, you never know what, where things are going to be. But
0: he had the strikeouts. I just want to see 2013 just again. around 20. That's minutes. all I want. I want to see flashes of that again. Yeah, I would love. Would love for him to come back and and, and be strong. I'm picking him up in mixed leagues too. Uh, not ten teamer, twelve. If I'm that, if I'm that team, there's a team in every twelve team league that is just decimated on pitching, and they have to start taking lottery. What tickets. A, who is it, Larry Larry Schecter, Town has has 8 pitchers team. on the
1: disabled list right now. Eight. I'm gonna pull him off because it's worth. I, I couldn't believe he he mentioned that's that. Disgusting. Was like, wow, that's that's pretty brutal. Um, and yet he's still in sixth place. But if I look at his roster, if I've got it right, Miguel Gonzalez, Ryan Presley, Zach Britton, Jeremy Jeffress. Oh, I can't read his roster correctly, but it's something like eight pitchers. Um uh, in a single league. In he's a, got in all a these single guys.
0: league? That is oh, here, now I can now really I can look tough. at it. That's uh, really
1: tough to deal with. What? Miguel Gonzalez, Zach Britton, Houston Street who just came back, AJ Griffin, Hector Santiago, Ibu Kuma, Salazar O'Day. That's eight.
0: Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. That is rough. And he's still hanging middle of the pack, and, you yeah. know, he'll probably make some run at some point, too. Especially if he starts getting the guys back. Um, another guy returning from the DL. And you're neck of the woods. Wilson Ramos getting off the 60 uh, day DL on Sunday. I believe he's coming back to DH initially, right? Or well, he's he get, catching He's catching down there. I mean, he's not catching that matters, down there. I'm just curious. Um, in
1: the minor. He, he's right now in Durham. He started at, okay. in. Uh, port charlotte and i just missed him when i was down there on vacation but he has been catching down there and uh so i would maybe he'll come up and catch enough i'm it doesn't matter for our purposes he's gonna have catcher eligibility on day one anyhow and he'll get his 20 and he'll get his 20 before the season's out I, i would i would think uh i'm looking tonight and he is catching tonight um in in durham they're getting blasted 11 to 2 by norfolk and uh but he is catching and hitting second so they've been hitting him high in a lineup to get him some at bats Um i
0: well he dh'd yeah. yesterday so that's not playing two days in a, in a row, row i think but he's been playing, playing every day
1: uh, there but he's not i wouldn't see him catching back-to-back days up at the major league level uh initially that you've got some time for him to play they just signed you know the Rays just got trevor Plouffe, so it gives them a right-handed bat to use uh because I mean, Morrison's been playing every day. Not that there's anything wrong with that, if you look at his production this year. Um, But it gives them some balance in their in the lineup to against lefties where they've still struggled. Uh, So they've been looking a little better against lefties. If you if you started Amir Garrett against them the other day, I'm sorry, but with Garrett, that's another thing I wanted to point out. I don't know if he's hiding an injury, but about after pitch sixty, I know we've been ragging on him a little bit for not throwing the ninety-five that he was coming up, but he couldn't even hit ninety after pitch sixty. It was 88-89. That was it. And you look at the you look at the Brooks data because I went to pull it up because I'm watching this in the fifth and I'm just seeing him pitch and he's like running fastballs in eighty-eight eighty-eight, He's touching 89, and I tweeted out a comment. I was like, does he always run out of gas like this in the middle of an outing? Hi, Charlotte. Uh, so he uh, – and, and, and it, in the, in his outing, the rest of the outing just kept going down. So it looks like – I don't know if he's tiring and the Reds may do something with him, but just something I observed watching that game, uh, he doesn't have the stamina. He hit that wall at pitch 60. Hit that
0: wall. Sometimes you can see guys hit the wall, and, and it is around that – it can vary in like that 60 to 75 range, but you just see them hit that wall and they come out of that dugout for whatever inning that ends up being. And they're a completely different pitcher. And those are the guys that you start to look at as, as maybe something else. Now I do hope that if Amir Garrett isn't quite a, you know, six, seven inning starter type that maybe they entertain him as a, as a two to three inning guy. Now Cincinnati has been really good about that with like Michael Lorenzen, Rysel Iglesias. They could have another one here. and, And I, I really, I like that teams are dipping their toe into it but i think they need to go full bore and and even kind of announce and say listen you know we we know this guy oh yeah you can see it right here in his pitch counts uh, amir garrett uh one to 25 first off none of these are really good but you can tell the 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 downward trend here pitches one to 25 805 ops then uh, up to 50 26 to 50 919 51 to 75 964 ops 76 and 100 Uh, or 76 and beyond because he's only pitched over 100 one time 1135 OPS so he just hits that wall and right when you start to get around that pitch 60 part that you're talking about yeah we're talking 50 point jump and that's that's substantial so Amir Garrett you know he started off with some flash but it's just not there yet uh, and it might not be, especially because the velocity is not there, and he is 25. He's an interesting prospect. He might have to be a two-inning guy, though. I think he could maybe find something there. All right, uh, Matt Davidson, somebody that I, I, I get questions about on Twitter and uh, even in my my Twitch streams where we play MLB The Show and uh, talk a lot about baseball, and they, they update the the player cards there based on real-life performance. So that's why people would ask, oh, you know, he keeps hitting it. Is he going to get an upgrade? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not interested in this at all. Sixteen homers and a forty percent strikeout rate. Dude, homers just aren't that hard to find. I'm not gonna take the risk. It's only a two fifty five batting average right now. It's got the potential to be like a two twenty by the end of the year. This is like baby Chris Carter. Uh, like where you you I don't think he's gonna get to the forty homers. I think it's gonna be like twenty eight homers. I mean I just wanna say we, we had, had this guy we
1: had this guy in Matt Charlotte Vance. last and year feel? and he was here for a good chunk of the season he had ten home runs and Charlotte's a good home run hitting park. And you know he's got 16, but he's striking out 40% of the time and is walking 5%. So yeah, he is absolutely selling, selling out. out. And I, I, yeah, I you know baby Chris Carter is a pretty decent comp there. Um but Chris Carter at least would take
0: his walks. This guy not even taking his walks. <laughs> exactly. Get on ba- you're right. Poor poor man like not even baby like poor man's Chris Carter like legitimately super poor to where you might get a little bit better batting average but the OBP is actually going to be, you know, just markedly worse. I don't know. I just can't get excited about it. Uh the homers just don't matter that much in this era to take. No, the I mean rest you've of missed the, this, of you missed this you you've missed your boat.
1: And, if if you pick if you had him and he worked out for you that's yes. fantastic. But you missed you know, missed your chance. I mean this month yes, he's got six home runs. But he's also striking out 44% of the time. 44%
0: it, it doesn't change even during his hot streaks. It doesn't change. The dude, I mean, he has a homer today. <laughs> he already has one today, but he's already has a, uh, a strikeout as well.
1: Oh, Not actually, yet. he doesn't.
0: You're predicting the future. He, he doesn't, um, and this game might be over. That's true. Three for four, double homer. Walk. Look at him with a walk, shoving it in our <laughs> eye. Hey, maybe this is the impetus to completely turn it around. But next time we talk about him, he'll have a 10% walk rate and a 30% strikeout rate, and he'll be the next Aaron Judge. No, I'm just kidding. Matt Davidson, we're not interested. AL only, he has to be owned. I totally get that. But he's already owned anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's not like you're going to go pick him up in your AL only. Uh, last guy, Ben Gamble, out in Seattle ripping his base hits man he's got like a 9000 uh batting average on balls in play 471 to be exact he's hitting 354 it's pretty empty but he is a guy who's available he is getting some playing time right now how do you feel about Ben Gamble in Seattle is this someone that you're looking at in in mm, what, what I mean if I were in AL
1: them? format yeah I'd be running him out I'd be I'd be using him yeah I mean he's I think he's already owned though if, That's so what I'm saying I, I, 15 I mean he's he's scoring enough runs where you can easily justify him a 15-team. He's almost he's almost 12-team worthy right now. You look at his runs scored here, and this is the past 10 days. Uh, 6, 8, 11, 12, 14, 15 runs scored in the last 10 games over uh, coming into tonight. He's, so he's, he's stolen out, uh, two bases in that uh, chance. He's getting his hits. Write it out bases, until you yeah. can flip him out. Um, it, I th- honestly, it, in the end of the day, he, he's a better real life player than he is a fantasy guy. I've I've watched him play five or six games. I'm impressed by the quality of the at bat and and by what he does out in the field. Uh, I think you're the, full I was of crap getting and you're to the point. I love the hair. hair. I'm so freaking envious of the hair. He and Taylor <laughs> Moder. Yeah, he and Taylor Moder. Better than
0: Taylor Modder's hair. I like they both have some, some pretty good lettuce that, uh, anyone without great hair should, should probably be jealous of, but yeah, Ben Gamel, I totally get riding the hot hand. This does not have long-term sustainability like this though. It's a four seventy one batting average on balls in play. You're really just getting it for the, for the batting average and some runs to ride the hot hand. And then as it smooths out, let's see who he is. And, and maybe he, uh, you know, folds in some power or whatever. I don't know. Maybe he's like kind of just trying to collect the hits right now and not really worried about anything else. But he doesn't have a no. powerful minor league track record. But he either. plays so better defense than his brother. The best of who he is. And Iron glove. Oh, Matt Gamble was so brutal, but he could never stay healthy either. I think I know he was a terrible glove, but I thought I always thought that yeah. his bat was going to have more. But he just never stayed healthy. But I think Ben Gamble, um, you know, is a, a, a 275 hitter when he smooths out, and then it's an empty 275. And yeah, batting average is a little bit more scarce in this era. But do you, do you, do you take an empty no. 275? No, I, I need, need an empty I 300 point, I with scores so, being a lot Ride, it, of runs, ride the hot hand. doing right now. Exactly. And so you, you can ride it right now, but think of it as like a two-week investment that you're definitely going to move on from, barring some major changes. All right, Jason, as we mentioned earlier, we will actually not be available for next uh, July the 1st. I am going, well, I, I have, I have to have
1: shoulder surgery. Uh, my my dreams my dreams uh, of oh, becoming yeah, a loogie at forty four years old are over. I have torn my non throwing shoulder labrum and rotator cuff. I have no idea how I did it uh, unless <sighs> I'm just
0: yeah, you had to write up the rotowire. I need, I need Jeff your Stotts injury. to it give was, me something. It was,
1: t- it was a tough um, one, to right? <laughs> so yeah, I have surgery on <laughs> July 10th, and I was uh, the only reason that date's relevant is because my son's birthday is on the 13th, and we were he didn't know this so we were going to go to Cooperstown, um, but since I can't uh, I can't drive that far after the surgery, and I can't. Uh, we're going. We're taking a baseball trip instead, so we're driving to Baltimore to see the Rays and the Orioles play next Friday and Saturday. So I may be at that Alex Cobb outing, and then we're going to drive over to Pittsburgh yes. um, for the Sunday game uh, as the Pirate take on the Giants because uh, kids are getting a Jamison Tyon jersey, and I'm getting a Zach Britton oh. bobblehead on oh, Saturday because that's, awesome. that's what the adult giveaway is. So that's uh, we're, we're doing cool. that uh, next weekend.
0: That's yeah. a good, that's a good compromise, right? And it really sucks that you have to have the surgery. I hope that goes well for you. Uh, but th- this is a good compromise, so you won't be available. Maybe I'll do something solo. If not, I will do a write up. We'll never leave you empty-handed when it comes to the the weekend. So if you don't see a pod, then check the site because I'll at least write something up on pictures, uh so that you guys have something when you go into that, the evening. That and Paul can write up his Saturday review of Turn since he is is binge watching. Starting to binge watch. I'm starting. I'm I'm starting the uh, tomorrow on the flight to San Diego. I've already got a couple downloaded. I'm ready to roll, and I'm actually really, really excited. And the way I am with shows, if it clicks with me, you are committed to watch those first three seasons. That is absolutely in about six or seven days. It it it's a guarantee. So uh, I feel comfortable that I'm going to like it. So you can expect some uh, a lot of rehash for you but new for me where i'm like oh my god can you believe this happened? You're like, yeah dude i saw that two years ago idiot welcome <laughs> to the uh bandwagon but uh i hope you have a great trip this weekend on the business trip and then a great trip on the family trip next weekend i'll talk to you throughout on g chat but yeah enjoy uh, san diego if you Leech can finish. make
1: it out to the duck dive go to the duck dive uh my cousin matt runs the place he's one of the managers run in say i'm jason's boy I he'll know he'll probably collect, throw you out. He'll probably
0: throw you out. Give me you are? Drop it and say hey to him. But uh, yeah, that, that should be a lot of fun, and I will let you know if I want to stop by there. Take care, Jason.